All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of On Track with Zach. This is season one, episode four. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the man himself, Zach. <laughs> it's your boy. As I get these cold-hearted glares at me, this is disgusting, bro. Are you really going to do this? Do y'all know what it's like having the name, like your name on a podcast and everybody just looks at you like trash? It's your boy. It's your boy. Bro, take that. Hey, hey Elspeth, I can't even speak right now. We got two of our guests in the studio. Lyndon. The OG. She just got her wisdom teeth pulled out. Let me just say I that did. real quickly. So she sounds like a... I can, oh, my goodness, bro. What is up with my speaking today? It's because you're trying to comfort me. Oh. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> we also have Taryn with us today. So I'm not an OG because I missed two episodes? Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> that's how that works. But... That's awkward. Before we jump into the topic, I have to ask a question. And the question I have today, and I'm going to go into this question a little bit, is when did you realize your friend was a baby? Now, let me just, like, you're probably thinking, what's a baby? First off, I don't even know how to spell baby. Let me just, <laughs> let me just wow. get that out there. I have no idea. Nobody does. Nobody. No one knows how to spell the word baby. You just say it. You don't spell it. Exactly. But a baby is a black term. I did not make it up. I don't even know where we got it from. It's not in the dictionary. It doesn't exist. But a baby <laughs> is a bad person. Normally, we refer to a baby as kids, mm-hmm. right? When you're like kids are misbehaving, it's like, oh, your kid is a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But, you know, if you get older and you're bad, we'll call you a baby, right? Yeah. So if you hear that word, just know you're bad and you're disrespectful. Just letting you know. Yeah. That's not a compliment. But for both of y'all, I'll start with Lyndon. Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry. My writer keeps looking at me. I think my writer thinks that I know what a baby is. Is that what you were saying? Yes, no? Okay, yes, okay. I don't. But anyway, go ahead. Please finish. <laughs> I'll ask Lyndon first. When did you realize one of your friends was a baby? Um this is an old, old, old friend. Whenever I watched a movie I wasn't supposed to watch. <laughs> what did you watch? Hairspray. <laughs> what? We I weren't s- allowed to watch that. Yeah, and we stayed up all night and we watched Who? it and I felt so bad. I'm not saying What did the name start with? I'm nosy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. <gasps> oh, I know who it was. Wow. Girl, anyways. But yes, we would watch a whole bunch of stuff we weren't allowed to watch just because I knew I could watch whatever I wanted at their house. <laughs> I'm my the writer is looking at me really hard right now. I know. I, I'm assuming this was in the BC days. <laughs> that's right. That's right. BC before Christ. That's right. <laughs> I'm changed. Come on, somebody. Taryn, when did you realize that one of your friends was a baby? I don't. I, don't, I feel like I don't have a story when I realized one of my friends was a baby. I do have a story. Um, it was a situation I don't remember, but my parents vividly remember. I had a slumber party, and I had said some things that are not kind about my parents, and they overheard me. Mr. Producer, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I was uh, aware of something that you said. What did I say? Would you like for me to share? Yes, and please remember, once again, BC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You had some friends over and you all were around the same age and I guess they must have influenced you because uh, one of the girls that was spending the night, she, she said, my, 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 my parents are stupid. And then you repeated it. You said, yeah, my parents are stupid. 
stupid too. <laughs> oh yeah, and my father overheard me say that. So you and your but, friend were a baby, but I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> they just him and my my Mr. Producer's wife, Miss Mama. They just laughed. I I don't remember getting punished. Maybe I would have like remembered that memory if they told me. No, that. maybe you are the baby. <laughs> I don't know. No, I changed my ways without correction. It took one whooping and I was snapped into place. Now we were going to take her to the east side and drop her off, but we didn't. <laughs> Stay with your grandma. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but we'll jump right in. <laughs> okay, but she did babysit, so. That is true. That is true. That's one thing I did. Anyways, I'll jump into the topic. We'll get off track. <laughs> we'll jump into the topic. Today's topic is all about friendship, right? And you may be thinking like, oh, why is having good friends? Why is that a big deal, right? Like that's a that's a generic type question you may be thinking. But it's talked throughout the Bible. And one of the verses that I like in Proverbs 13, 20, it says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Like friendship in the Bible is like a big, big deal, right? Like I, you probably heard the quote before, like show me your friends and I'll show you your future and whatnot. But let me ask this to you first, Lyndon. Why do you think it's so important to have good friends? Don't give me a cheesy answer, please. They influence. They have influence over you. That's true. I don't know. I think whenever I think of friendship, I think of David and Jonathan um, and their friendship. And honestly, their whole story is one of my favorites in the Bible just because of how I don't know. Just their friendship is just like how strong it was. And they like truly like loved each other. And they're just so amazing. And whenever I do go to heaven one day, I do plan on sitting down and talking to them about their friendship. Because it's beautiful. <laughs> it's tough out here. But yeah, your friends just like influence you. They influence because I know I even have had friends who like I'm not friends with them anymore, honestly, but who would cuss a lot. And I'm not a cusser, but being around them, like, would influence, like, my thoughts. And I would, like, think cuss words in situations. I never said any. But yeah. just, like, the things they say, even if you're not, like, saying things out loud or your actions, like, I don't know. Just, like, it's there, you know? Yeah. 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 Taryn, how, same question for you. Like, why do you think it's so important to, to choose good friends? I think I've noticed with good friends, there's a level of accountability that comes with it. When you have people who, like you said, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. You have people who they exude characteristics and just a quality of life that you want to become. There's a certain level of accountability, like birds of a feather flock together. I feel like whenever you're checking in with these people who are, you know, going to church or, you know, they're growing spiritually. Like there's a certain level of accountability that comes with just being able to relate to these people. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, I like that answer. I think friendship, especially among believers is it, it's tough because like you have two ends of the spectrum kind of type thing where it's like, you know, I'm only supposed to be friends with just Christians. And then you have people like, Oh no, be friends with whoever. I think finding that balance is, is important because even Jesus, like Jesus, in it's literally in the Bible, in the Gospels, I forget which one, but it talks about how Jesus was a friend of sinners. Like, like, like Jesus associated himself with sinners. Now, Jesus didn't sin with them, but he still, he, he associated himself with them. And that 
in itself probably could change people's lives, you know, just by the the godly influence, obviously, that Jesus had because he is God, spoiler alert. But I think it's also, like, you have to look at it from another perspective where it's like, as believers, it's important to surround yourself with other godly believers who pour into you, you know what I mean? But the next question I have for you guys, and we'll start with Taryn this time, is what are the qualities of a good friend? What makes a good friend? What makes a good friend? Um... For me, I've noticed people who are like genuinely happy for you and people who aren't in competition with you, like they live their life and they and, you know, you're happy for your friends and also you live your life and you don't have to worry about them. I don't know, competing with you. I've been in, I've been in a friendship where it felt like, okay, it's not a competition. Like I, I want to do life with you. I'm not trying to outshine you. And also I'm not threatened by you. Yeah. Um, I want to see you win and I want to win as well. Um, so, and I also think that people who are self-aware, self-aware enough to kind of like, like iron sharpening iron, you got to make sure that their iron is sharp in order to, you know, sharpen you in a friendship yeah. as well. So I think those are two major qualities I've noticed that kind of like change the trajectory of just like developing who I am as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Lennon, I'll ask you that question now. What What are the qualities of a good friend? What What do you look for when you want a good friend? Obviously, your friends at Baylor. You can start with that. Yeah, honestly, I'd have to agree with what Taryn said. Like, just like genuine people who want the best for me, but also they're not like in a competition and aren't constantly comparing themselves to me because I've had friends do that and I can't. I can't do that. Like, that's just like the worst feeling to feel like you're your friend is comparing and this and that. And it's just like, nobody wants to be around that. But, um, I would definitely say I've definitely met amazing people at Baylor. Um, so whenever I think of good friendships, I think of my number one girl and how she's just like always happy for me. We both like, aren't like, we both are that way for each other. And then we're constantly like praying for each other, constantly checking up on each other. And like, we'll tell each other about what we've learned in our devotionals. And like, I don't know, it's just like nice and like just doing life together and having harder conversations because we're, I feel like we both do a good job about that. Um, Just like if anything is going wrong, then being very vocal and like, hey, like this is kind of bothering me. And I just thought you should know, like, I don't want this to build up and like, else explode or anything happen so communication is also a really big thing and I feel like it's harder to learn I feel like you have to like grow up a little bit to get that down a little bit but um, I've definitely learned that that is super important in friendships Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd say for me one of the the biggest qualities of a good friend because I two of my best friends they both go to church they're actually related they know who they are mm. <laughs> everybody does bro. come on <laughs> <laughs> but but I think for me the qualities of a good friend are like you guys said people who you don't feel like you're in competition with right like I've had friends like that especially being a guy where it's like we always have to one-up each other right like you did this I gotta do that he did this I got it like I that that feeling it's like I don't want to be, be competing against you right like I want you to win once you have that established with another person that's when it brings in that that trajectory of like, okay, we care about one another. Like, if yeah. things are going great for you and they're not going for me, hey, I'm happy for you. You know what I mean? But one of the things that for me over this past year that's that's really helped me out in finding a good friend is opposite, right? Like, it sounds weird, but like an opposite. Like for me, you guys know me. I'm 
I'm gonna say I'm secluded. I'm not. I'm I'm a homebody, right? Like I like being at home. I like you know being here and everything like that. But two of my best friends, they're very much so like out there, outlandish, loud, and it's like the complete opposite of me. But and at first I was like, okay, that's really annoying. Like I don't like that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I told them that I was like, I thought you guys were annoying. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but like the more I've grown closer to them, it's helped me because it's like. I like this. Like I, it's welcoming and it's like a different change, right? Like I had to look at it from the perspective, like if I was my own friend, right? Like think about that, Linda. If you were your own friend, would you like you? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that for me. I was like, I don't know if I like me, but it's like getting someone with an opposite personality of you is like, oh, this is amazing. And I think a lot of times that's like a turnoff for people. Like, it was for me. At first, I was like, oh, you're loud? Nope, that's not going to roll with me. Like, I, I I just didn't like that. But as I've matured, I've come to appreciate, like, oh, like, I can still be friends with you, and we can be complete opposites. You don't have to like sports. You don't have to like this or that, right? But I think the most important thing is, as believers, we share something in common. That's the biggest thing, right? If you still have that common point, you could have different likes and dislikes, but you still have that center point, right? But... Yeah, I I would like to say, okay, so I definitely realized, like, the common denominator and the friendships that, like, really started to take root were the ones, like, whenever we first started going to North Church and, and just being involved in that church and just, like, the life change and just how exciting, like, just reading the word and all of that was for me, I realized like the friendships that started to grow were the ones where I could like share, like that was such a good message. Like it spoke mm-hmm. to me this way and that way. Yeah. And the friendships where I didn't like forcibly like try to separate myself from, but they were the ones where I'm like, girl, you have to come to church. Like it was so good. And then, you know, they'd be like, no, I don't really, I don't really do church. Like, yeah. and I don't want to like push that on them, but like yeah. naturally I just started to gravitate and grow in like, just become like this huge, this strong bond with these women. Like we're all running the same race, even though some of them are married, some of them have kids, some of them don't, some of them, you know, travel different personality types are, you know, more bubbly than mine or like a stronger personality type. But like, we all had the same common denominator. Yeah. No, that that's huge. Like you were saying, like those different friends who are like in different life stages, like that's something about joining our little brother. All he his knows friends, everybody, he knows everybody, and like all his friends are like twenty five. Yes, I'm no. like, dude, what, bro? No, his birthday party, his what seventeenth birthday party. Yeah. I was like, it's either gonna be eight people at my house or twenty five, and the number jumped by like ten people <laughs> within twelve hours of his party. He like like literally I don't know what it is but like grown men like love Julian like the all dude. his friends are like adults married I'm yeah. like how do you know him that man <laughs> is thirty and married man <laughs> like who is this truck pulling up like right this oh, fifty year old man coming to your basketball game <laughs> that's just him but like you know it's like those different personalities those different life stages is but it's still people you can bond with right yeah. that common interest but let me say this real quick let me ask this last question. What are our qualities of a bad friend? Like, mm-hmm. I, I know is that's kind of like, oh, you know, if they're mean or blah, blah, blah. But give me, like, actual qualities. Because like it says in Proverbs, the companion of fools will be destroyed. What, what, what does a bad friend look like? There are two things that come into mind. And kind of go back to what I said um, earlier. But, like, friends who compare. Because I've had friends do that where they just, like, compare, like, my body to theirs or they'll be like hey like did you do this today like did you work out today like did you do this i'm like girl wait i'm Mm, like why are you so concerned about what i'm doing they're like how'd you do on the test i'm like 
none of your business. Like you're their standard. Exactly. Yeah. And I just can't do that. And then people who talk bad about other people, mm. like it's yep. so easy to gossip, especially for girls, you know, it's so easy to do. Yeah. But also like, as I've gotten older, it's just like, I don't want to hear you like talk trash. Like that's so ugly. That's so ugly for you to do. And I just, I just can't like those qualities. And then it's like, if you're going to talk bad about this person to me, like what are they saying about me to other people? Because who knows? Who knows? Absolutely. Yeah. Taryn, what are some qualities of a bad friend? I definitely think gossip is another thing that I can relate to ending a friendship. It, it just, it turned into, well, like what you said, they're talking about you. They have an opinion about everything. They just happen to bring the opinions that, you know, maybe don't affect you. So even if you do listen to someone else's, about someone else's life, you have to understand the same, they're going to do the same thing about you behind your back. So I definitely think that's a quality of a bad friend. Um, and then also I've, I've been friends with people who just kind of live reckless. Like they do life, like they have nothing to lose and it's yeah. because they have nothing to lose and they'll drag you down with them in situations. Yeah. Like think of the, um, like the analogy of it's easier to like yank someone down off of a chair than it is to like pull someone off the ground. Like it's easier for them to take you down to their level than it is for you to want better for them and bring you up. It's just draining for you and honestly like a waste of time. So the people who, yeah, they have nothing, nothing to live for really. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. You know, even I'd say even to answer this question from my own life, it's like, like you're talking about Taryn, like that bad influence, but like, I want to kind of expound upon that because I don't want to say that bad influence, but uh, it's also like people who like don't share the same values as you. You know what I mean? Like, like I know everybody's like, oh, that does that mean they got to be Christian? No, no, no. It doesn't mean you have to be Christian, but it's like if you look, talk like you were talking about Lynn and gossiping, like like the things you do, if it's like doesn't align with me, it's like I don't think we can be friends, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, like it's like even your lifestyle, like the lifestyle you may live, maybe you're not saved or anything like that. I, my, my biggest thing, if I'm your friend, is like, hey, I don't think you should be doing that, right? Like, I want to help you, but it's like, oh, no, I don't need help. It's like, yeah. That just goes back to, like, like progress over perfection. Like, yeah. you being self-aware enough to be like, yeah, I don't know what I need, but I know I need, I want better for myself yeah. than this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, too, like, even amongst, like, young, young adults, right? Like, people our age, the biggest thing is, like, oh, if you love somebody, you'll just go along with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, don't correct them. That's not loving someone. I think the most loving thing you can do for a friend, and it, it actually talks about this in the Bible, is correct them, right? Like, 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 it's literally correcting them, right? Like, that's not something that's like, oh, you know, you're mad at me, or, oh, you're, you know, you think you're better than me. It's like, hey, I want to help you out, so let me help you out by correcting you, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's like um, the analogy that's used, if you saw somebody with a blindfold on walking in the middle of the street, you'd like, hey, heads up, like, don't go that way, you're going to get hit, right? But it's like, oh, you know, the most loving thing, just leave them alone. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. But like I said, I think that's one of the things, too, as a friend that that's also a good quality is a friend who's loving. But a bad quality of a friend is a friend who doesn't care enough about you to correct you. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say like my friend, my girl, that's one thing I love about her is she like will correct me and put me in my place. And like I will do the same for her. And like, I hate being corrected. I hate same. it. I'm a very prideful person. Very I'm working so. on it. Yes, sir. I <laughs> am working on it. But I hate being corrected. But I look back and I think about the times where she did correct me. And like it makes me like love her even more because she didn't want me to do those things. You know, it's just like, okay, you cared enough to do that for me. 
Yeah. And I was going to actually talk about that, Lynn. In Proverbs 12, 1, I was looking for it. I literally just turned the back page. It says, whoever uh, loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Mm, That's the yeah. Bible. Like, I didn't call y'all stupid. No, <laughs> That's literally. what the Bible says. If you hate correction, you're stupid, right? Like, that's one of the things that makes a good friend. Be able to correct me. I'm like you, Lyndon, where it's like, sometimes I'm probably like, oh, you know, whatever. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, you love me enough to say, hey, I don't think you should be doing that. It's like, I matter to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that level of accountability that you need in a friendship. And I think it speaks volumes, too, to be vulnerable enough to like, you know, hey, I'm to be like, you know, I'm struggling with this or I, I need I need y'all's accountability in this area like that. That's important too to bring to the table and not, you know, in, in your pride, hiding like your imperfections. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's the biggest thing, too, is like when you come across a person who you don't have to be perfect with. Like I've had friends like that where I've had to feel like, oh, I have to have it all together. Right. Like yeah. I got to like mm. like have everything put together. Like I got to look good. I got to you know, I have to have it all together. And. That is draining. It very much so. It is. You gotta like put on a face, like, and cannot be yourself, like. And you just have a whole bunch of surface level friendships because it takes yeah. so much effort. Where it's like, I don't feel like acting like I'm this when really I'm a mess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's the biggest thing too. It's like being around someone who you're comfortable with. That's the biggest thing about a friend. And, you know. Last thing, and then we'll close out this podcast. Having a lot of friends. What's y'all's opinion mm. on that? Mm-mm. having a lot of like I I know like it, it's talked about in the Bible but I want to ask y'all's opinion what's your opinion on having a bunch of friends I okay I wanted a lot of friends like I feel like I'm more on the social side I love meeting new people and especially going to college away from home I was like I just want to meet everybody that is how I got my feelings hurt because <laughs> everything was so surface level. And I'm not that kind of person. I like having deep conversations with people. Like I love just sitting and talking for like two to three hours. Like I love stuff like that. And so that having so many people that I was just trying to like get to know, like, you know, like very, I don't know, just very superficial. And I, especially the second semester, I cut that back. I was like, no, I'm done. Girl. And so I found my core like, I have maybe, like, five or six, like, solid, solid yes. friends on campus that I, like, love with all my heart. And, honestly, quality over quantity, 130%. Absolutely. Give me four quarters, not 25 pennies. Sheesh. I heard that. <laughs> I just think about, like... A friend to everyone is a friend to no one. And I know people Dad who, like, gone. I know them. But, like, and yeah. they act like, hey, girl, hey, friend, hey, whatever. But, like, you don't know me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know you. But, like, we're real friendly whenever we pass by each other. Like, and I went through a season where I, you know, had absolutely no friends moving back from Houston. I left my social life and I came to Houston and I had nobody. And then after that, like I prayed, like I, it's hard not having friends and I prayed for friends and I got friends and there was a season where I was overwhelmed. Like it's just overwhelming to be yeah. surface level with all these people and running from one event to the next event. So yeah, yeah, a friend of, you know, too many people is not a good friend. And I agree with that in Proverbs eighteen twenty four. Sticking with Proverbs today, by the way. It says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Like, if you even look at that, having a lot of friends from a logical standpoint, it's a terrible idea. Why? Like, how is that a terrible idea? 
It it's is. so many. It's a conflict of interest. It's like not possible. You can't appease that many people. No. Schedules and different interests. He liked this. She liked different that. Different personalities. Different personalities. No. Like it's not a good idea. It's not. Like logically, it's not. And that's not. There's nothing wrong with having like you know um acquaintances, right? Yeah, I have a lot of acquaintances. Yeah, I, have I, feel a lot of like. I have my toe in a lot of different pools. There's nothing wrong with that. But I have like a solid core group. Exactly. I, that, 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 and that's key. Jesus was the same way, right? Yeah. Like a true. lot of people think that like, oh, Jesus, it was only 12 disciples. There was other people following Jesus, right? But the thing about it was he had the 12 disciples and even inside of that, he had like the inner group of the 12 disciples, right? It's like, there's nothing wrong with having acquaintances, but having a lot of friends, like I said, logically, it just doesn't make any sense. Just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, and I'll, I'll say this, and then we'll wrap it up. For me, I'm kind of the opposite personality of you, Linda. I know you say you're real social. I'm, I'm kind of more like, like chill. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, I'm like, like you said, Taryn, four quarters instead of like twenty five pennies. Like I, I'd rather have four close guys. It's like, okay, I know y'all got my back. I know like we're gonna, you know, for life. Then having 25 other people, and it's like, yeah, I may be known by you guys, but I don't feel like I'm known, right? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's like when you're alongside people who's like, even if it's a small quantity, even if it's just one person, it's like you still care about me. Like that, that is enough, you know. But we'll end on that. Thank you for joining us with On Track with Zach. Hope to see you guys next time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have the merch that we're working on. That's right. The merchandise is going to go out pretty soon on track with Zach. So look out for that. If you have any questions or comments, you can email Mr. Zach himself at yeahboyzachis at gmail.com. Yeahboyzachis at gmail.com. Stay blessed.